Uh, if you haven't figured out already, we're going to be in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1. We're also going to wait test this music stand. I'm also preaching from a new Bible. So uh, we're just going to have a good time. Back in the old days when uh, the preachers would preach, and uh, I always felt sorry for the guy because the choir would always leave, you know. The churches that had choir, they always left during the offering most of the time. And so he's left up there by himself. Well, today, look at this. Look at all these people. They're cheering for me. They're excited to be here. Uh, Hopefully they stay quiet while we're talking. And... uh, All right, we're just going to have a good time. Now, the last couple years, when LifeWay has put out their material for VBS, and they've had a theme verse, and we're actually going to be talking about our theme verse for uh, VBS today, I always look at it first, and I'm like, really? This is for kids? It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand this. And as I dig into it, of course, they don't explain it. They just kind of throw it out there. So I've made my own interpretation of it all. And, uh, but as I read through it and I began to understand the ramifications, and not just that, but the beautiful gift of what God has done for us, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And uh, yesterday afternoon, as I was finishing studying, because um, I'm really only going to cover really one point. I got this whole outline here. But to fully understand everything that's going on in this passage uh, passage of Scripture and to um, really grasp the concept of I'm equipped, kind of have to look at the whole thing. So you're going to have to promise me. I'll give you all these. We're going to read the Scripture, comment on a little bit. I'm going to fill in all these blanks. Hopefully you have a pen, you know, to fill these blanks in. But you're going to have to promise me that you're going to do some of the study and follow up on your own. Because if not... um, well, I'm going to have to come to your house and preach it to you for about an hour and a half, okay? So, um, and I'll do that. It'll take some time, but they only give me a few minutes up here. Uh, John already threatened me, in 30 minutes, my mic will be turned off. So, <clears throat> but that doesn't matter. I don't need a microphone, all right? It just saves my voice for the second service. Hey, if y'all think that you need two services today, the second service is going to be a little different than the first. We're going to have our kids in here. I'll be doing some different things. So uh, we're illustrative. So if you want to come back, it won't hurt you. But that's at 1030. Anyhow, hey, today's a brand new Sunday school year. Isn't that cool? We have new teachers teaching. We basically have a brand new class that's starting this morning. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. If you're not in Sunday school, then let us lead you to right where you need to be. As soon as the service is over, you come find me. I'll take you where you need to go, and you'll be blessed this morning. So, all right, First Peter, I'm sorry, Second Peter, chapter 1, starting in verse 3. You ready? All right, here we go. Peter writes, His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these, he has given us very great and precious promises, so that through them you might share in the divine nature, 
escaping the corruption of this world because of its evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness. Goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort continue in your calling and election because if you do these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, enter into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. Now, if you've really thought through the reading of this passage and you've never read it before, you have to be sitting there saying, wow, wow, this is unbelievable what Peter is writing that is available to us, that is available to us. And it is amazing. And I I really wish we could take the rest of the afternoon unpacking all this because it's really cool. Peter is writing to his dear friends. We don't know specifically where he's writing, but we know and understand that he is writing to Christians. He's not writing to lost people. He's writing to those who have called, who have accepted Jesus into their life. And this is a moment in time where the church is beginning uh, the real moments of persecution. So people are dying for their faith. They are hiding uh, because they don't want to be exposed, but yet they're bold enough to gather in homes and gather in areas to speak about Jesus. And more than likely, this particular letter was passed around to those small groups, those small churches, and this was read out loud. If you, if you, took, if you read it really quick, you could probably read this whole passage about 15, 20 minutes. And that was the sermon, and that was the encouragement. And Peter was really actually factually wanting to encourage those who were being persecuted for the faith to, to stand in the gap, to stay firm, to, to hold on, to watch out for some of these crazy beliefs uh, that are out there. But he wanted to outline clearly for these Christians the gifts that God has given them and what they have that's innate in part of their life as Christians to help them through each and every day. All right? So let's go through this outline real quick, and uh, then I'll yell for a few minutes. I'll show you some tape, and... Uh, then we'll go to Sunday school, all right? So, uh, in verse 3, in verse 3, he says, His divine power has given us everything required for life and goodness or godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. So, what has God equipped us for? And A says life. And that life is not just life here on earth. But it's eternal life. He's, again, specifically talking to Christians. So here he's specifically saying that God has given us everything that we need for eternal life. So you want assurance as you go into the Colosseum to be attacked by gladiators or eaten by bears, okay, or lions. And uh, 
Yeah, you have because God has given you eternal life and he's imparted into you. You are secure in him. That was very important for them to understand. Very important for them to understand. And as of several of us, several of those who not us, they knocked on doors and maybe had a flyer torn out in front of them. And that was like discouraging. You just in the shadow of our church, some people are negative about church. You know, it's good for us to remember that we have eternal life and is grounded and founded and hold fast by the Son of God, nothing else. Can't take it away from us. Uh, we are His forever. He has us in His hands. Um, B, godliness, and that is specifically for a godly life. We're going to come back and park on this in a little bit. So He has equipped us for life, for salvation, and He's equipped us to do everything that we need in to suffer a godly life. Well, how am I equipped? And He talks about that in verse 3. So we're equipped um, by God's glory, by Christ's glory. Uh, we're equipped by Christ's goodness. We're in verse uh, 4. We're equipped by the promises of Christ. Okay, so his glory, his goodness, his promises. And then we take on, as part of all this, we're equipped with his actual divine nature. Okay, so... He says, you're equipped for these things. You're equipped for everything that I have for you. Um, but it's not anything dependent on you. Okay, it's all dependent on me. So even in your equipping, you can rest assured that it's my glory, my goodness, the promises that I've made throughout the entire word of God, and the, the divine nature that you begin to take when you become more like Christ on yourself. And it empowers, it supplies, it does your equipping for us okay that is just an amazing thought okay we don't have to do anything outside of ourselves he gives it all to us all right so what are the characteristics of this equipping so he gives us this equipment he tells us that these are the ways i'm securing it and giving it to you and now there's all these characteristics that if we're being obedient to christ and obedient in our following these are the things that kind of start happening in our life all right and so he says, add to your faith. Again, he's talking to Christians. He presumes that they have faith already. So now you have faith, now you add to it because I've equipped you to be able to do these things. What do you add to that? Well, you add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, endurance. And to endurance, godliness. And to godless, godliness, brotherly affection. And the brotherly affection, love. Now, I went through this kind of fast, but you could actually see how they kind of fall in line. So if you can fill in A, add to faith goodness, then the goodness is the next line. So you're adding to goodness, knowledge. You're adding to knowledge, self-control. You're adding to self-control, endurance, to godliness, endurance to godliness. And the brotherly affection, love. Love. You know, if just... Side note, looking at this, sequ this sequence of, of uh, attributes, of characteristics, it takes a lot of us to get all the way down to brotherly affection and love. Okay? So it adds credit to the verse, you will know them by their love for each other. Okay? And we also know that Jesus says, no greater love has anyone than this that a man lays down his life for a friend. Okay? So Jesus came to us starting at that last characteristic. He held all the other ones as well. And again, it's his example. It's his word that gets us to that point. 
okay? Now, park out on that all, all the time, but that's the study that you're going to have to do on your own, okay? So we're all going to do this on their own. Everybody got that, right? All right, I'll, I'll put out all these answers on social media this week so you'll be able to find them. So you have no excuse. Why are we equipped? Why has God done these things for us? Okay, it's amazing to think that we ask Jesus to come to heart, we get baptized, we join the church, we get to vote on some stuff in the church, we get to take the Lord's Supper, and for many of us, that is all we do, okay? Shame on us, shame on us. God has called us to much greater and bigger things than just to sit in the stands. He's called us to get on the field. It's game on, all right, to do whatever it takes. Now, all of us aren't star quarterbacks. All of us aren't running backs. All of us aren't referees. You know, sometimes it's the guy on the end who has to make sure the ball is fresh and cleaned off every t- after every play, or the guy clicking the downs or keeping the scoreboard or commentating on the, which they do mostly a bad job, on the game. It's all those people. Everybody has a job. Everybody has an equipping um, to do. Is none of, we, don't have, we don't have an excuse. Not one person in this room right now has an excuse for not doing something for God. Now, all of us aren't going to come here and preach because we would never get anything done because we'd be preaching all the time. But we need Sunday school teachers. I can't teach Sunday school class. That's not my job. That's many of us in here's job, okay? Um, and so on and so on and so on. I definitely can't sing. If you come to the second service, you'll see there are better singers than I am um, if my uh, singing partner shows up this morning. And that'll be fun. So why are we equipped? Uh, one, or A, is to avoid sin. We're equipped so that we're still going to sin. We're not going to be sinless until we get to heaven, okay? So we're equipped so we can continue to avoid sin, uh, to be useful or effective in our life. You want to be a useful Christian or effective in your life, that's what your equipping is for, Uh, to be uh, be fruitful, there's no, other, there's no other word to there. That's just a blank because I put it in there, okay? To be fruitful, right? Write in your favorite fruit, all right? Uh, apple, banana, whatever. Um, so, sorry about that blank. <coughs> if you notice, you go back when you do your own study and you go back in the scripture, you'll notice I use the opposite word. Okay, I use the positive instead of the negative that Peter had written. To avoid spiritual blindness. We're equipped to have a clear vision. Have a clear vision of what God has for each and every one of us to do. Each and every one of us to do. What is a clear vision? Yesterday was a manifestation of a clear vision that God has given Johnny Morgan and the staff of this church. Clear vision. Okay? Our responsibility for results is zero. Our responsibility to follow the crystal clear vision of God is 100%. And that was what made today a 180% success. Yesterday, 180% success. Because we are obedient to a crystal clear vision. Do you have, you know, sometimes I'm visualist. I'm just wandering all over the place. I have no idea what I'm doing. <coughs> and literally crawl from my bed and feel sorry for myself because woe is me. And God said, no, <coughs> I've given you this equipment, this equipping, <coughs> so that you will have a, a crystal clear vision. It's also given me a horrible throat. And uh, makes me cough, but I have some delicious coffee here that's going to probably not help. But I'm going to drink it just because. No, thank you. This is not bacon-flavored coffee. That's a whole other story. F, 
Why are we equipped? To never fail. We're equipped so that we can never fail. Okay, let me say it again. We're equipped so that we can never fail. God gives us equipping so we can never fail. How many of us on our daily basis or weekly basis feel like we're 100% absolute failure in our life? I'll raise my hand. My wife is in the back. She can tell you uh, how bipolar I am on uh, feeling good about myself and feeling bad about myself. Okay? I'm an expert. And at those times, I'm not trusting and believing what the Word of God has said to me and to us, that through the equipping of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, we can never fail. It is impossible for us to fail in our equipping when we do what we're supposed to do, okay? So, this is an amazing passage of Scripture. Please take this piece of paper, put it in your Bible, uh, study it, okay? Just don't take my word for it. Study it, because it will empower you to do amazing, amazing things, all right? Let's jump all the way back to what we're equipped for, okay? You realize, you realize that at the moment that you ask Jesus to come into your life, you say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, uh, come into my life, make me a brand new creature. At that moment when the Holy Spirit enters into your life, you have been given everything that you need to live a Christian life. Everything. Everything that you need. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to look for it. Maybe we're discovering it, but you have everything that you need. Why is it for some people when they ask Jesus to come into their life, they're so excited? The woman at the well, all right? One of the first uh, evangelists to a, a lost people group, to a foreign people group, the Samaritans. She got that drink of living water that will never fail, that wellspring of water that Jesus gave to her. She ran back and told everybody, come see this guy. Because he told everything about me. He's amazing. And I trusted and believed in him. Okay? She was equipped. She didn't go through an evangelism explosion class. Okay? She didn't sit in any class. She never even went to Sunday school. She'd never even been to church. She surely didn't go to seminary. But she changed the whole community for Jesus Christ because she was equipped. She was equipped with God, what God has given. The, the blind man. Jesus said, hey, shh, be quiet. <laughs> Don't tell anybody what's happening. Of course, he had his reason. He couldn't shut up. He ran around telling everybody, this man, Jesus from Galilee, he, I was blind, I can see. Okay? He never read a gospel track. Okay? He never saw a Gideon Bible. He never saw the wordless book. But yet, he knew indefinitely and emphatically how to share his love. Why? Because he's equipped. He's equipped. So are you. You're equipped with everything that you possibly need. <clears throat> well, Brother Frank, I can't knock on doors. It's scary. It is. It's scary for me. Okay? But you're equipped to knock on a door. You're equipped to hand someone a flyer. You are. You are. You're equipped. Some of you are working in VBS for the first time, and you're scared half to death. I get it. I understand. But you're equipped for it. 
God has given inside of you what you need to do that. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that we're all knowledgeable and that we don't need to learn and we don't need to study and we don't need to be educated. Yes, all those things are true. But innately, our innate spiritual, uh, what's inside of us is what he's been given all of that. Okay, that's something to celebrate. That's something to jump up and down and get crazy about because you've been equipped. You've been equipped to shake a hand of a visitor, of a guest, of a guest, of a guest, of a guest in our church. Okay, I say visitor, I'm not supposed to. I get in trouble for that. We have guests. Okay, just being confessional. I'm not equipped to say the right words. Yes, I am, because God said, I'm equipped. You can shake a guest's hand. You can make a pot of coffee before Sunday school. You're equipped to do those things. Okay, whatever it is. God has equipped you to do well in school. God has equipped you to, to talk to that person who you don't like or you detest. God has equipped you to be a friend to the bully. God has equipped you to be able to give uh, of, your, of your time, of your talents, of your offering. He's equipped you for all those things. He's equipped you to be successful. We have no excuse. We have no excuse. Well, Brother Frank, I don't ever want to fail. Well, that was the last point in our thing. You will never fail. If you follow the equipping of God, you are equipped. And I imagine there are people here, y'all are equipped with stuff that you don't even know about. But God says, I have a plan or purpose that I'm ready for you. Because you're equipped. You're equipped. There are people in this room who have never taught a Sunday school class. You're equipped to teach a Sunday school class. And sooner or later, I'm coming after you to teach it. Okay? <gasps> Okay, sorry, warn you. <clears throat> Some of you need to be deacons and leaders in our church, and you don't even know about it yet, but God does. And sooner or later, you're going to be in leadership because you're equipped to do those things. It's scary. I can't do it. I'm afraid. It's not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm not equipped for that. Ah, no, you're not. You are equipped for it. <clears throat> Tonight, we're going to have hundreds, dozens of children. I don't know. Uh, uh, tons of kids tonight, who knows? And we need to be prepared to teach them the truth that in Christ, they are equipped for anything in their life. And they need us, who is equipped and probably scared to death, to show them. We'll have kids that come here tonight that come from split homes, that live a divided life. And even in the best of circumstances, it's tough on them. They need to know they're equipped for that. There'll be kids here tonight that went to bed with their mom and dad yelling and screaming at each other. And they went to bed afraid. They need to know that in Jesus, they're equipped with his power, his presence of an unbelievable loving God who desires to, for them to be safe and to cuddle them in his arms and they're equipped to be able to walk through that. And it's, it's hard, and it's tough, and their life is going to be uh, a challenge in so many ways. But they're equipped because God's equipped them. They need to hear that. There's going to be moms and dads in the, that drive through in the parking lot that are just going to kick their kids out the door so they can go to Walmart or maybe go get a drink with some of their friends or whatever, that our parkers need to be out there to understand that you guys are equipped to share the love of Christ, that there is a hope inside of you, you're equipped to be able to tell them, you know, there's something different. 
by your smile, by your handshake, by your presence, by your love, that can capture their attention and maybe change their life. You're equipped to do that. I'm just parking a car and write a kid's name down when they get picked up. No, you're not. You're equipped to do that. That's part of the whole plan. You're, you're equipped. You're equipped. I'm not popular at school. God's equipped you to deal with those pressures, with those, those things. that I don't think I'm the prettiest or I'm the most talented or I'm the I'm whatever, whatever. God has equipped you for all those things, for all those things. So what is the Christian life? The Christian life is simply this. We understand our equipping. And we invest our life in the word of God, in the study of God. And he reveals to us all those wonderful things as we learn to, as Brother Johnny preached on last week from Deuteronomy, as we learn to love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, and our neighbors as ourselves. And if you go back and you look at that entire outline that I've given you, this, this scripture that you're given, it all comes down to this. In order for us to be whole Christians and to fulfill the Great Commission, and to live our lives and to not be a failure, our lives are spent discovering what our equipping is to share the gospel, to love God more, and to love people around us more each and every day. Because I'm equipped. I'm equipped. I don't have time, but I have a bag. Well, I'll just show you a couple of this. I'll illustrate this more in the second service. If you want to come back, you can see that. You know, God just gave us a backpack, <clears throat> you know, and it have everything that's in it. And uh, Kai got this from Pilgrim's Progress. You ever want to read that book? Good book. Guy who was persecuted. We don't know what we need, but you know what? He's equipped us with the tape that we need to tape kids' mouths shut tonight. Over the wall. Oh, no, wait, wait, no, sorry. No, I didn't say that. Um, <clears throat> maybe we need a paintbrush. We already got it in our bag, okay? Because maybe we need to paint something for the glory of God, all right? Or a screwdriver, in case you need to fix something. This one didn't even have his head on it, so what good is this going to do? Okay, I guess he's equipped me to say, don't fix anything. He's equipped us with a can of Diet Coke, okay? And I can go on and on and on uh, about that. But those are the things he's put into our pack so that we can be, you know, equipped to do the service of God. How many of you believe... And are brave enough to raise your hand and say, you know what? I believe I'm equipped. I believe I'm equipped. Good job. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, Lauren and Justin are equipped to help me pass out a sticker to everyone in here right now. As we're closing our service, just hand one to everybody. Unless they tell you no, then look at them and say, you're equipped. Just hand them, okay? And uh, just peel it off. Y'all put it on. Your shirts, <clears throat> maybe wear it tonight, maybe you take it home and put it in the front of your Bible or, or on the front cover of your Bible as a reminder that you're equipped, I'm equipped. Maybe you need to put it on the rear view mirror of your car to remind you that you're equipped. Maybe you need to put it on the mirror in your bathroom to remind you that you're equipped. Uh, maybe you need to get, maybe you need to take a sheet. I'll give you a whole sheet of stickers that says, I'm equipped. I'm equipped. So church, we're equipped to conquer the world for Jesus Christ through VBS in the next six days. But beyond that, we're equipped to do more and more amazing things. 
And you know what? I'm excited to be part of it. I hope you are too. I trust and believe in God that our church, oh my soul, okay, we're equipped. We have the 666 on the head, all right. <clears throat> I believe that a year to 24 months from now, that Live Oak Baptist Church will fundamentally be different than we are today and that our impact on the Watson community and others will be huge because I believe that we are all equipped. We're all equipped. I think yesterday was a launch pad to propel us into what God wants us to do. Father, you are awesome. You are merciful. You are true. You are our provider. And we thank you and we praise you that you equipped us. Thank you for taking a fellow like Peter, who's much like all of us in here, to towards the end of his life, write of the truth of who you are. Because he knew you, Jesus, on a first name basis. He hung out with you, that y'all sweated together, you walked together, y'all slept together, you ate together, you did all those things together. He knows your heart and expresses it to us so that we can be part of the equipping of God. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Brother Johnny's going to come up and stand here in just a minute. I'll be here if you, if uh, need be. Maybe it's a time that we need to uh, say yes to Jesus. And maybe you need to come and take our pastor by the hand and say, I, I've been telling Jesus no, but today I know that I need to trust in him. I need to believe in him. Maybe you haven't joined our church and you said, you know what, I, I get it. I keep hearing it every single week that this is the place where God is working and I want to be part of where he is working. You need to come forward and do that. Maybe you need to come and you need to hit this altar. And you need to pray for yourself, for this church, for VBS, um, for a family, for a friend. Maybe you need to thank him that he equipped you and that he wants to do great things for you in your life. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Brother Donnie and Lisa are going to sing over us as remain in a moment of in a spirit of prayer for these next few moments you move as god has told you to move